0: All right, let's go national on the Real Kipper and Born show. We are live on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver and Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. This hour of Real Kipper and Born, brought to you by Bet365. Wherever you get your pods, make sure you download us and always to text us at 590-590. If you add a comment or a question, our boy Sammy McKee will read him on air. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Derek Brandale, Frank the Tank with you the next hour. Nice. Top story, seems like it's an ongoing thing with the Edmonton Oilers, Mm. but a second straight setback in the state of Florida has them losing last night to the Florida Panthers 5-3 and yet digs their hole a little deeper as we get to that all-important J.B., American Thanksgiving.
1: I know. People talk about the deadline like it's real playoff cutoff time. There's lots of hockey to go. I think they have 65 games left here. I
2: know. I know. You guys got them dead and buried, eh? I, I don't want to be the bear bad news here, but they're just not getting better.
1: I know. the the oh, My main defense of why I have yet to give up on this Oilers team is, the teams fighting for the wild card spots are not good. They're eight points out of a wild card spot right now. Seattle, Anaheim, Arizona. Okay. I, th- I
0: think the good news, if I can find any silver lining here, is to your point on the seventh or eighth. And you're a computer guy, so I know you'll Makes just glasses. punch you'll punch a few buttons, and you're going to give me the exact answer. The, the feeling is for for right now, seventh or eighth. You would need low 90s to make the playoffs. The, 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 yeah. So you need to play at 106-point pace from now on. And which would put them in what? A 645, 650 clip?
1: Yeah, about. That would get them to 95 points.
0: So maybe a little lower if in, the number is yeah, 92. Yeah, could be it, yeah. You know, 90, 92 points. Yeah. Yeah, So maybe it lowers the clip. But but I get the point that they're not dead, but they're dying. Well, how close, based on, again, what we saw last night, how close (laughs) is this team to snapping their fingers and turning themselves into a a 9 or a 640 clip? Not that close. I mean,
1: I watched that game last night, as I know you guys did too, and that Florida Panthers team is a good team, and they played an emotional, engaged game. They Kachuk said they're going to take it to the alley, and they did. They're physical. They looked like the team that had a playoff success last year. Edmonton did not look on their level. However, they score three times. They got some bad breaks. They're breaking the puck out, and it hits Hyman in the back, ends up in their net. You know, a, a dropstick by Verhage falls under Broberg's skates, goes in their net. Like, they had some bad breaks. They don't feel terrible to me. Despite the fact that the record's
0: terrible. Uh, listen, uh, for the second consecutive game, they go up 2 nothing. I know. And you can't find a way to to make that work for you. You need it so bad right now. And, like, Picard wasn't
1: terrible. I, you know, maybe you don't love the second goal or whatever. He was fine. They just need one game where their goalie is the better goalie in the game. Just a game. Because now they got I Carolina just... coming up.
0: I think that, like, the ask of even Pickard last night was a really big ask. And I thought, for the most part, he did terrific. I I really did. Okay. For a guy that uh, never envisioned feeling like you have to have a must-win riding on this the season, riding on your shoulders when your $5 million guy is... In the minors, yeah. like that's, I thought I, I thought he made some some really good saves that were, were enough to give them a chance to win. Yeah. put it I mean, that way.
1: David scores twice, penalty shot goal, and a one timer from the goal line. They
0: and the, the the I think it was the game-winning goal, the uh, <laughs> uh, Stenland goal. Mm-hmm. Okay, typical Edmonton Oilers where I, I don't know what. Evan Bouchard Ugh. is thinking here.
1: He does not but defend well.
0: Even even the fact that he got caught flat-footed, you can almost live. And I hear the Edmonton Oilers fans already. You can live with the fact that you got caught up. Yeah. I just hated his response to get back in the play. And, and I don't know if done. if if you saw it, I, I, I had to. Reply. I watched it several times. Three times I watched it, and there's no sense of urgency to get back. And once the puck comes back out to Stenland, Bouchard decides to to take the wide turn. I know. And that scenario, you're taught, if you had any decent coach at all as a kid growing up, you know that is a stop and start you know that the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. And this guy decides to turn like a train.
1: He was spinning like a top. He, another rebound. He's around.
0: He's around. Just stop. Find a guy. And if you would have stopped and started, there's even a chance that you could have blocked the shot. For sure. But you just don't allow yourself to recover. Yeah. And I, I just can't imagine right now where you're Connor McDavid or you're Leon Dreisaddle and you're watching this over and over and over again. The frustration would be very real. And so
1: that is the the biggest drama underlying all of these conversations is
2: what what becomes of their frustration? You know, and it's not me. But what's the next convo here? I guess it's, you know. The coach goes now, so now the, the, oh boy, how happy is Jay Woodcroft right now to be yeah. out of that situation? Where He's not like... even watching. Yeah, well, well, honestly, sorry.
1: they did him. He doesn't care. They did him. There was mercy. mercy. Yeah, yeah,
2: they got him out of there. But it's just, like, there's levels to these conversations, right, where it's like, ah, it's the general manager. That's the coach goes. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, it's the players. It's, anyways. We'll talk goalie yeah. in a bit.
0: Okay, as we mentioned earlier, let's welcome in Justin William, former NHL forward, three-time Stanley Cup champion con Smythe and now the star of Sportsnet nhl hockey on rogers justin how'd you like that
3: <laughs> how'd i like what the intro yeah or, the intro or the Dave, star of rogers uh,
0: yeah uh elliot friedman <laughs> wrote it for me
3: <laughs> no good it's uh it's been good it's interesting it's uh Seeing uh, seeing how your side works, everyone says welcome to the dark side. I'm not sure what it means, but uh, <laughs> I've uh, I've enjoyed it so far.
0: Listen, we were just talking about the Edmonton Oilers, and uh, happy to get your thoughts on on what you've seen so far. And you've been with you've been on Stanley Cup champion teams. You've been on teams that uh, you know uh, a lot was a lot more was expected of. Where where do you see them as of waking up this morning?
3: Uh, Well, I I see a team who's, who's had a little bit of tough puck luck. I I do think that I think they're playing better than their record. Um, But, you know, at the same time, we're in a results oriented league. Right. Uh, And and when you don't win, um, there's going to be scrutiny. Um, So, do I think they're as bad as a record? Absolutely not. Uh, do I still think they're Stanley Cup contenders? Yes, I, I do. Uh, but they obviously need to get there. And, and sometimes the hardest part is getting there. Um, I remember when I played in 2006 um, for the Hurricanes, we won the Stanley Cup. The very next year, we missed playoffs. And I thought we even had a better team. Um, so it's important to get in. And and right now, um, you know, things aren't going well for them, clearly. Um, but uh, I think it obviously starts uh, in the net. Um, I, I don't, you know, take last night away. I think he played quite well, but I still think at the same time that, um, you know, if you're getting sub 900, it doesn't really matter what the players are doing.
1: Well, how much do you believe in that, like, momentum of an early start, whether positive or negative, having an effect on the whole season? Like, it's it's tough to say a bad start's enough to write off the year, but it does kind of make start guys start gripping the stick tighter and, maybe making some decisions they wouldn't normally make without that pressure.
3: Yeah, sure. No, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like when you start the season, you always want to get that first goal out of the way. So yeah. you don't even have to think about it anymore. Right. And, and you know, once you get it, the first goal out of the way, you kind of relax a little bit. And I think they need to get themselves back. Just, just in the conversation of playoffs, right. They're so far back now. They, they look at it every morning. They, they hear about how poorly their plan and, and how, how they're they're underperforming? They just need to block that stuff right out right away. Um, you know, I'm sure the new coaches staff is. That's exactly what they're doing. Just trying to be like, we're we're in this together. These people in the room, look around, okay? These are the guys that got us in it, and these are the guys that are going to have to get us out of it. So, uh, I think it's important to have that uh, have that belief, or you have to have that belief within the dressing room that. Um, you're capable of getting yourselves out of it, and we 've seen in the past that, that they have a very talented team and they're they're more likely to do it
0: we 're talking to justin williams uh, justin as far as uh the weight of the world seemingly on connor and leon 's shoulders i mean you 've been part of a a leadership group in the past uh if you were to advise them on on a, how to handle this or or you know what they should be or saying or doing, where would you go first?
3: Well I, I think one of the one of the really important things is Kipper is, is if, if, if you're not producing at the level that you've been accustomed to, um, the team needs to start winning in different ways and they're giving up far too many grade A opportunities to to win three to two to win two to one. Um, and there seems to be a lot of pressure on them as the fact that if I'm not scoring, if I'm not getting two and one or one and two, or, you know, four points in a night, um, the likelihood of us winning is, is not very high. And this team has to find a way to win in different ways. Um, and they need to grind, um, just start out, be like grinders in the first and just be like, I'm not going to give the other team nothing. And then, then see how that goes.
1: Justin, I don't know if you ever played for any uh, first-time coaches, but I-, I would be interested to get your perspective on these guys handling a coach who hasn't coached in the NHL before. I think back to an old teammate of mine, Jeremy Colton, eventually trying to coach T- uh, Kane, Kane and Taves. You know, what would the relationship be like for them? Would it be McDavid and Sidal trying to bring Knoblock along? Or how does that relationship work when you have a new guy calling the shots who hasn't done it before at that level?
3: Well, he certainly needs to, and it's, it's not easy coming in. I mean, we interviewed him on, on Sportsnet; they're coming in and, it, um, you know, had some questions for him and, 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 but he needs to make this team his own. He needs to uh, exude his own confidence, um, and make it his team. Like, um, you know, it seemed a little, a little, um, you know, definitely <laughs> unsure of the start a little bit, you know, thrown into, thrown into, uh, uh, kind of the gauntlet of getting into the uh, the Edmonton Oilers right away, uh, but he needs to, you know, just impose his will on the team. Be like, this is what we're gonna do, boys. Um, this is my leadership group. You are gonna pass your my message onto the leadership group. The leadership is gonna pass that message along to the rest of the team. And this is the way we're gonna go. He can't be, uh, you know, wishy washy. It's gotta be. This is the way we're gonna do it. I know I'm a first time head coach, but I have confidence in my abilities. What I've seen in the past and what I expect this team to be. And, and I think that's a really important thing. You can't be, you know, as you said, uh, Hey guys, what do you think we should do? It's we're doing this. Yeah. This is the way it's going to be done. And let's try and follow through with it.
0: Hey, Justin, we, we know what the spotlight means to, to places like Edmonton, uh, with star players. And we've seen Connor and, uh, and Leon at times, uh, get frustrated with the media here, but, um, I guess my question to you is like, you know, what do you do if if you're getting asked the same questions ten thousand different ways? At times, I don't blame them, but at the at the same time, I don't necessarily blame the media who have to to go out there and and, and sell something.
3: Right, true. I mean, once you're, you're a member of the media or you're a fan, it doesn't matter who's watching the game. If you're seeing the same thing over and over, I mean, chances are you might hear the same question over and over. Um, I think that just kind of goes without saying, but you know, if you're, you're a, you know, you're a captain, you're assistant captain, you're, you have to stay in there after the games and you have to, uh, you know, answer the questions. You have to stare at the media right in the face. And in turn, that's resonating to all the fans out there that, uh, you know, I'm here, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not shying away. Okay. Answer the questions. Um, and 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 do your best i mean that's that's part of the job it's 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 really not that hard obviously it's frustrating when um you know you yourself are frustrated and and someone right after the game throws a microphone in your face and be like what are you doing out there i mean it's frustrating i i get it right i've I've had that microphone in my face where i'm not proud of the effort or 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 the product that you've been putting on the ice um but you just gotta own it. I mean, everybody wants the same thing. We all want to win. Fans want to win. Coaches want to win. I'm pretty sure the media want you to win. It's better for them as well. So, yeah, listen, you just gotta answer them. You gotta, you gotta just own it. You know, if you're crappy that night, I was crappy. Okay. If if, uh, if you're good, they'll be asking you questions that uh, that you'll want to answer.
1: So, where are you at now in terms of your, you know, you're partially in the media. Are you all? You're still working with Carolina, is my understanding. Mm-hmm. And, and how are That's you enjoying correct. that? Yeah. Is you're kind of walking the line, trying to do a little of both right now? What are you f- kind of feeling out? What it is after your career that you like best? Because obviously, uh, very recently removed from playing.
3: No, correct. I mean, I I'm pretty much kind of wanting to figuring out what I want to do when I grow up, when I get older. <laughs> and, uh, so I'm doing that at 40 years old here, so yeah. uh, i I've got my toe in a little bit of everything. And, and fortunately, the Hurricanes have been great. You know, Tom Dundon and Don Bodell. Uh, the whole staff there, Roddy Brunham, are obviously a really good friend of mine. So, um, you know, I'm 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 advising on 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 that side of it and and working in the development side actually a little bit too with a couple of the draft picks. So, um, you know, it's been a perfect, um, you know, kind of a perfect thing with me. I'm able to stay home and, and be around my kids, which is, um, you know, which is really important to me. And I have that flexibility, obviously, with doing the media and being an advisor right now.
0: Got to ask you then about Carolina. They seem like they're okay. I mean, right now their record suggests they're a middle-of-the-pack team, but have they had enough success uh, in the last few years where they can maybe pull off a Tampa Bay and say, it's not really about 82 games, it's about getting ready for the playoffs?
3: I know. I've thought about that, and it seems... It seems like that's something that you say kind of at the end of the year. I mean, everybody wants to win the game. I mean, you don't go into a game and be like, "Well, it's not that important." <laughs> you just you just don't. We're not wired that way. Hockey players aren't wired that way. But you know, if if I mean, I don't give a heck if we finish fifth or we finish first. I'd feel a lot better if we finish first. But you just got to get invited to the dance, right? And and you know, then you never know. And I think it's pretty wide open. I think you know, not any team in there says, you know what, they're definitely winning it all or not two teams that you say, well, one of them two are winning it. It's, there's, there's two handfuls of teams that you can say, you know what, these guys could do it. And um, Carolina, we're finding our way, right? We've, we've added a few new pieces to the lineup. Um, we're finding our way, but uh, um, being middle of the road with our average game um, is not terrible because I see a lot of things uh, improving on the horizon. So,
1: For that Carolina team, you know, you mentioned that, you know, they've been close, you know, this team, they've gotten in playoffs and there's good things coming for them on the horizon. You know, it feels like Rod Brindamore is that team, right? Like that his core, his culture um, is sort of what everything is built around. You see that happening in Vancouver where Rick Tockett goes there and kind of brings that swagger with it. How does that bleed throughout an organization when you have a coach who's got that sort of, mentality this sort of you don't you wouldn't mess with the coach if he if you put the puck in the corner the coach is probably coming out with it is the point
3: yeah yeah no I mean there's something to be said where you 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 speak to the players in the dressing room and you tell them you know what guys I've been in your shoes okay I know what it feels like I know how hard these 82 games are I know what I'm asking of you is hard but bear with me uh, at the end of the day, at, at the end of the season, you could look back and be proud of what you uh, what you've put out there as a product. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, Brennan Moore and, and and talk you know, guys that played together, um, and and it actually it seems like a lot of the players I have played with now, I, they seem to be just coaches or GMS or just kind of. They're moving along the ladder here, so um, I mean, Rick's done. Rick's done an uh, obviously an excellent job so far. He's got them playing extremely well. They've got their top players playing at the top level, um, which is obviously conducive to a lot of success. So um, you know, Roddy's uh, been been uh, extremely good at doing exactly what he does: is getting the best out of his players uh, more consistently every night uh, than most teams.
0: What about a week and a half, two weeks ago? Our Sammy here uh, gave. Quinn Hughes, the, the Norris, and I'm like, it's come on, it's just the season's just starting. And I'm watching last night, him move laterally, beat two guys along the blue line to get to the net and bury uh, the first goal of the game. And I'm like, yeah, that guy's going to win the Norris. Um, they're, they're, it, it, Justin, it was like me watching Brian Leach all over again, just that, that incredible uh, ability on his skates, edge work uh McCarr, we've seen over the last few years but I, I don't see Quinn Hughes slowing down at all here
3: yeah we were on the panel there a couple of weeks ago and they said is Quinn Hughes going to score 100 points and I said no no he's not going to score 100 points that's ridiculously hard but I mean you see the way he's going right now and and usually uh you know a player is having kind of a special year when you watch the game and you're like what? How, how did that happen? He made that look so easy, yeah. and, and that's what the great players do. I mean, you can tell on that one. I think you're talking about Kipper. That it looked like the goalie definitely thought he was going short side roof, and he went far side roof. And you know, it's just taking what they give you. And he's a perfect example of of, of an undersized defenseman just using his body and his edge work to perfection. And he doesn't spend a lot of time in his zone.
1: Last question for me, Justin. I just want to get your thoughts on the on superstars or even just you know, good contributors who have off years. Like Austin Matthews scores 62 years ago. Last year, he scores 40. And we don't really have an explanation for that difference. None of it we watched very closely all year long. Tough to see. You know, This year, McDavid, I think, is fifth on his team in scoring. You know What happens from year to year when you have really elite players who sometimes it just doesn't click? Like Hughes, it's clicking this year. The year before, maybe not as much.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of it is puck luck. Yeah, yeah. There's not, it's not everything, but there is an element of puck luck to it. Right. I mean, you look at a goalie, I mean, it works for every position. You look at a goalie and, uh, how this goalie put up a 9.25, and the next year put up a nine Oh one. I mean, I don't know. I mean, what, what, what happened? Um, confidence is, is, is an interesting thing. And, and we say, you know, sometimes you hear it's 50% mental, it's 50% physical. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Once you get to the NHL, it seems like the mental side is, is, is almost, um, more important than, than, than the physical side is, is making yourself feel good before the game and, and tricking your mind. And the fact that, um, you know, maybe if you haven't scored in 10 games, maybe trick your mind in the fact that, you know what, I'm going to, I'm on a six game goal streak. I'm going to get another one. Tonight. <laughs> um, it's, 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 it's important. Uh, that's for sure. But the, I don't really have an answer of kind of where you are, but, Through the 82 games, you know, it'll probably even out. I'm pretty sure McDavid will be tops uh, on his his team in scoring.
0: Well, don't feel bad. We've been doing the show now three years. We've never had an answer for anything.
3: we got nothing (laughs) Nothing.
0: There's absolutely nothing.
3: (laughs) Perfect. We just
0: talk, right? We We do. literally all this is. (laughs) We do. Hey, uh, Justin, great stuff, man. Uh, Love having you on the show. Enjoy your stuff on TV. All right? Don't be such a stranger. Come back and visit us. Uh, All
3: right. Pleasure, boys. Thank
0: you. Game seven. Thank you. Justin Williams, Mr. Game 7.
1: Yes, they're Mr. to you.
0: You know, it it also hell helps. Hell of a nickname. Yeah, it's yeah, a pretty that's... cool name. <laughs> yeah. uh, just on, on Quinn Hughes, it, it certainly helps when a couple other guys are having career years too, right? Right. When the other best players like, are
1: going, it it helps.
0: Uh, the, the puck luck it continues to roll, and it you'd like to think the majority of it's earned. Mm-hmm. But then there are some nights when you th- think you're working hard enough to earn it and it just doesn't happen.
1: No, just doesn't go
0: your way. And that
1: I actually really liked that answer from, you know, Williams that like, sometimes it just doesn't bounce your way. Hockey
0: is hard.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, okay, you have a cold for one month and you feel crummy for, for two weeks and, you know, you know, a couple bad bounces. It just, it
0: happens. Coming off, uh, talking about the Edmonton Oilers with, with Justin <laughs> and a little bit on the media side, mm-hmm. uh, do you have that clip last just, night where our boy Mark Spector was at it again? We do have uh, <laughs> we do have the clip, and uh, we can play it here, and
2: then we can talk about it after if you could do that, Derek.
3: Are you better off to try to win this thing 4-1 or
2: try to win it 7-5? You love this question, but um, I've answered it so many times. We're trying to keep the puck out of our net, obviously. Um,
0: that's our main focus, and obviously we haven't done that, again, for a number of different reasons. Um, So, um, we're always trying to uh, defend. Um, Yeah.
1: I get what Mark's trying to ask. He's basically saying, instead of trying to win a low scoring game, are you better off just playing run and gun with all the offense you have? That's the shape of the question. Yeah.
2: I I would think this is a mutually annoying situation for both of them. Yeah. Where it's like, like, I don't want
1: to come in here and have to
0: ask this.
2: Going in there after every one of these. Gut-wrenching losses—that's taking them further and further away from the playoffs—and he's got to go in there and ask these questions over and over.
0: At the end of the day, he's just trying to get a a reaction off of something that is in the ballpark of always the same question. And is
1: there something different you can
0: be doing? On the surface, a loss is a loss. Mm -hmm. So, what difference does it make? Four-one or seven-five? Does it make you feel better, Mark, if we lost seven five, and we'd be more entertained? But I, I get it, Mark. I get it. You follow the team every day. You've got to ask the tough questions. You got to get a reaction. You're hoping to have a different answer. It's not easy, folks. And From I actually, the media side or Connor's side, I
1: actually don't think Connor's answer is that bad either.
0: I thought like. He's, it's he's, not. He, it's he, not. You know,
1: he's saying like I've heard this before. I don't have a new answer. Yeah, but I think he's well within his rights I, to answer that. Like,
2: I marvel. I don't like, disagree. Yeah, I don't disagree. It's just what Justin had to say there. I marveled at that answer because you know, put me in that situation. Hey, I'd be. I feel like a, once a month I would say something really stupid. <laughs> like I don't know. I mean, you've done them before. Yeah. You've done it before. It's just like I don't know how the hell you sit there and these guys look you in the eye and they're like. Like he said, boy, you were bad out there. Like, this is the NHL. It's hard. Like, yeah. I I don't know how you don't lose your mind all the time.
3: It's true. Yeah. Like,
1: every level I played, I was so excited to get interviewed oh, that yeah. I, was, you know, that didn't matter. I can't imagine if every day after bad games, people are like, ah, turnover. Like,
0: I know the, I was there. Listen, you can have a, a natural reaction without really thinking about it. And there should be some leeway for that because you are in a heat-of-the-moment situation. But if you look at it on a big picture, any athlete, any political person out there, you'll you'll never win that battle against the media. They come at you every day.
3: Why are you so pissy? <laughs> right? Well, You'll never. The they
0: always get the last say. <laughs> that's the best clip of that, all time. That's, that's their job. It' gave to,
1: voice to a lot of people's feeling To get yeah. the last say. Yeah, no, I know. And you're right. You're 100% right. So sometimes you, you have just to, have to say...
0: Justin said it best when we just talked to him. Face the music. Yeah. And try to get out of it. You know, it's just <laughs> the best way you can. It's a shame that it's just not even close to the
1: story of where the Oilers are at. It's like the story is the players are getting frustrated. Yeah. And you know, we were talking about before we, we suck got to this part <laughs> of the show is like what does that lead to then? Does that lead to you know, you're not going to mutiny against a coach you've had for 3 well, games like requesting trades for the like, fans want the goalies gone. What do you do? I don't
0: know. What is the next step for the Oilers here? Honestly, it's to try to go 9-1-1. One, and one. It's That's what keep it is. On but you're going to do that with Pickard and... Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I don't see it. Stu but Skinner? you've got to try now. You have no choice. If you're uh, Jeff Jackson, if you're Paul Coffey, if you're uh, Ken Holland, you have no choice. You don't think about a trade right now. You don't think about anything. What? What? No, there's, it's not out there. Guys, it's not out there. It, if it was out there, it would have happened by now. It's too hard. Money in, money out. No one's prepared to make a deal. To No one's throwing you a lifeline. The only thing you can do is hope and pray that this team goes 9-1-1 one, and one and gets themselves back in it. You better lock you know it
2: up. What would help you're you go nine up. one one? see sorrows, but I, I know where you're going. Well, I know where you're going. Uh, we're a nationally televised show here, and I, I don't want to like be the so, Toronto guy. But ahead. like, you know, at some point, if you're McDavid or yeah. like you look around the room here. Like, where is this getting way better? Like, are you got undeniable prospects? Well, you like have... they're not that different from a team that's been good. But they, but I think they... is the solace. I think they are. I don't know. I just you watch yeah, them play every night. Like, I'm not saying they're going to demand a try. I don't know what's going to happen.
0: I but just at some think point, Rubbers so got to hit the road
2: here. He's the, one of the best players there's, of there's, all time. He's rotting.
0: They're so leaky defensively, yeah. and with no Grant fear to bail them out, it's. I, I don't see. I don't see another. 140 points making a difference out of Connor McDavid or 50 goals out of Leon. I don't I don't see that being this is not baseball. This is not football where one quarterback or one pitcher has a chance to significantly tilt the game every time he's out there. Yeah. This is hockey, man. You need more. More guys going, more guys defending. It's yeah. Just- the clock is ticking there, and the clock's ticking here, and I understand with
2: Nylander and with Marner, their contracts are up, and, like, I know, like, it's not a, a situation that they're the only ones in it.
1: Yeah. But I like, will say this is a conversation that comes up among buddies. You know, I do hear people say, do you it, think one of them would want, you know, want to get out of there? Listen, and it's like, I don't.
0: If this thing doesn't turn around, there is a very good chance this whole thing implodes. Okay. Do you think, for one second, Leon Dreisaitl signing this summer when he's eligible, if they miss the playoffs, no shot. Yep, great, great observation. (laughs) Thank you, Leon. Lovely drop, days, huh? (laughs) Right? No, I I don't know. I don't know. It's tough to know. That's where you go first. Is Leon? (laughs) Don't Mm -hmm. even talk to me about Connor McDavid until we find out what Leon is going to do. This summer in the event that they miss the playoffs. Yeah,
1: like if Leon's not gonna
0: sign, you couldn't possibly entertain letting him leave for nothing. And then where is Connor's world without a world without Leon? I just
1: think they'll do whatever it takes. They will
0: overpay well, to the moon. No, it's not about overpaying, JB. It's about who has who's giving me the best opportunity to win a Stanley Cup?
1: It depends if that's where those guys' priority is, I suppose. And if we also don't think that this Edmund team Edmonton team is that much farther off than the next team, who I understand where the record is right now. It does look that way. It's it's just such a crazy concept.
0: A world in Edmonton without a Connor McDavid. No three years from now. That's what you're saying. It's it's a it's I'm saying
1: a... I, I yeah, I can't see it happening. Yeah. I, I think that they would change everything else. To his liking, to make it happen.
2: To me, but he's a different type of guy to me than like a Tavares or like a you know a Sid or I think he wears his heart way more on his sleeve than a lot of these guys do. Like you know, yeah, he's emotional. It's like oh, I want to be with one guy. My
0: whole like I don't know. I I I got news for you. All he cares about is is winning the cup. Tunnel vision from last summer. Stanley Cup Mm -hmm. or bust. Mm and you watch his body language right now you 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 can sense the stress on him feeling like it's going the other way. Yeah. First time in his career I feel that 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 sense of real stress or real frustration that this is not heading in the right direction. We'll say so
1: I've been waiting to write an article just on it's more of a summertime topic but how every star is not going to win a Stanley Cup anymore. And I know I'm not the first person with that observation. Brian Burke has said it a lot. But it used to be, if you look at the greats in NHL history, I'm saying it used to be everyone got it, but like Lindros and Marcel Dion. Everyone eventually got theirs. 32 teams is just too many teams. Not all the stars are going to get cups anymore unless they take a page out of the NBA and say, I'm going to force my way on to X team that has a chance every year, basically. Or, you know, those teams, those guys... Kevin Durant, it. get yourself to Golden State.
2: But I, I don't like. I think there's a difference between stars and between and McDavid. McDavid is one of the best yes. hockey players that ever have stepped yeah, on ice. He's going to win
1: a Stanley Cup. He he's going, going to do get. it. His now, well, where is he going to Mc- win it? Jesus, that's the question. Where, Justin? I don't know. The, this Oilers team that I don't have written
2: off yet is got good pieces. You're going to look really smart. If they get hot here and they turn around, they go deep in the playoffs, you're going to look like a very smart man.
0: But I, yeah, I, don't, gotta, I don't see it's it. It's got to happen.
2: They're eight Wednesday. points out of a
1: wild card spot.
0: Like, they, they got to win Wednesday.
2: It's, it,
0: it's it the a win. It's Friday.
1: late, early expression.
0: Um, game time? Game time.
2: It's game time. Presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19+. plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Now, Borney, who do you see as the team's that are in direct competition with the Oilers to make the playoffs. So who would you who would you get give me there?
1: Love that question. Okay, um,
2: Arizona, Calgary, Arizona. Seattle. Arizona is a
0: plus four twenty five well, underdog. You buried make- Seattle last week on me.
2: Yeah, but they're in the group of teams who's going to be sniffing around there at the end. So they are, uh, the Arizona Coyotes are a plus 425 underdog to make the playoffs. So Vegas is not believing in them. The Anaheim Ducks are plus 725 to make the playoffs, a minus 1,200 to miss. Oh, my. So there's two teams that are, you know, in the mix that Vegas doesn't necessarily believe in. uh, Bet365 doesn't believe in. Anaheim? Anaheim is plus 725. All those teams are no good. Calgary Flames are plus one thirty five to make the playoffs. So there's so bet three six five starting to believe big, in them a little big bit. Two points in Seattle,
1: but hey, have you seen Calgary's next fifteen games? Oh, it's a meat grinder. They play everyone who's good in the league. Essentially, their schedule leading up to Christmas is ruthless. It's Vegas and Dallas and Colorado, and it's I think they have one non playoff team in their next twenty games or sorry, fifteen games.
2: So yesterday they were um, minus one seventy five to make the playoffs. The Oilers. Uh, after last night the number went down to 150 -150. Oh, they're slipping. They're it's slipping. It's slipping a little bit. So, uh and who was the other team you mentioned, the St. Louis Blues? Vegas kind of or, they kind of believe in them. It's plus 175 for them to make the to make the playoffs. So they I guess it may be more of a pedigree thing with them and the guys yeah. have been around they, but Yeah, they've got some
1: players. But yeah,
2: so I just found that interesting just to see what what guy what other, you know, looking at this Plus, minus 450 for the Canucks to make the playoffs. We're sitting here in November. Probably wouldn't have been having that conversation at the start of the year. Wild. Um, I had a couple other ones quickly here. There's no hockey games tonight, obviously. Uh, but there's they have a few
0: numbers and, up. And no games Thursday. Yeah, no games Thursday. Yeah, I'm so not coming to work. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> well, yeah,
2: on Friday, we get to talk about the Leafs game. Because the Leafs play before nice. our show. So that's good. Um, regular season goal, to- goal totals. They have three guys up here on Bet365. Yeah. Austin Matthews. It's even on both sides of it. The number they have for him is 54 and a half. On
1: the season? On the
2: season. It's even money on both sides. Which way would you lean? Over. Over? Over
1: on that one.
0: Kippy? I think 54 is a really good number. <laughs> <laughs> me yeah, too. The, the books are very I, I good at their... Yeah, I think it's... I, I think that's a... 54, 55. Yeah. It's a heck, heck of a season. Do you want to really?
1: hear some cool uh, passing stats, Kip? It's related to this. Mm. The number one uh, duo in terms of primary shot assists this year is Marner to Matthews. 44 times Marner has set Matthews up for a shot. Not a goal, but a shot. It's a cool stat. A shot assist. Schmaltz to Keller in Arizona and Keller to Schmaltz are two and three. So that duo is pretty deadly in the desert.
2: That's
0: interesting I so, mean,
2: I feel like that's an actually underrated pairing. Yeah. Like, you know, we talk oh, about guys that are underrated, but they're Unreal. like really underrated. Yes.
0: So uh, we acknowledged Sunday that the Leafs aren't one of the better passing teams in the league, right? Respectively, what twenty ninth, thirtieth, and thirty one and three in different ozone passes completed. In over, yeah. So if 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 you took Marner out of the equation, how, how much worse would they be? Not Very
2: much worse. A lot worse. <laughs> Significantly <laughs> much yeah, worse. I mean, how many how many teams wouldn't be way worse if you took their best passer off yeah. the team? No, that's no. that's kind of a. Uh, the, the
1: next pairs are like Shifley and Connor, yeah. Kucherov and Point, like it's all
2: and uh most and most high danger scoring chances this season. Uh Matthews and Tavares are tied for second are tied for second with uh Hyman at 47, Kachuk has 48, and James Van Riemsdyk cracking into the top 10 with 39 high danger uh scoring wow. chances this year. Wow,
1: did not see that coming. All
2: right. Uh, that was Game Time, presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary. at Bet365 must be 19+. plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly.
0: Okay, we'll take one more break, and then we'll come back and get uh, around the league with some uh, news and notes, including what's going on in uh, Columbus. Reading. Nothing. Patience. Stagnant. Man, there's another market that just doesn't want us talking about
1: them. No, they're like, can we not be on your show? We're Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope, and how about up um,
0: a Prince... Will, uh, Prince Harry sighting. Did I say William on the lineup? No, but, I don't okay. know. I think I just almost did. I get a mixed up. And the
1: what is it, Duchess of Sussex? All right. I don't know. Call my mom. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Sorry.
0: Tea and biscuits after the break. Yeah. More Real Kipper and Bourne.
1: Get smarter when you listen to Hockey Talk, the Hockey PDO cast with Dmitry Filipovich. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. All right, if the Vancouver Canucks start to their season wasn't a surprise enough. Prince Harry drops the puck last night See how long at he the held Canucks
1: it? game. Yeah, Hurdle, had some- Hurdle had some quotes about having to tell him to drop it. That's hilarious. Not sure what he thought was going to happen. I guess he didn't know you'd drop it. I mean, was that his first hockey
0: game? I don't know. Never, he seemed very invested. I don't think we've ever seen him before. At a game?
1: No, but yeah, he was into it. He was watching. Like when they yeah. scored, he was reacting appropriately. He seemed to be in tune. And this
0: was because of the Invictus Games, two thousand and twenty-five, I think. I don't know. You know better than me, buddy. I had a twenty-four. I don't know.
1: Is Meghan Markle
0: Canadian? Isn't she? Yeah, she. Don't they live in no Victoria or something? She was no, in okay. Toronto because Sounds she great. she was in that series Suits, yeah, which was based out of Toronto.
1: Okay. Sounds like yeah. the three of us know nothing oh, about wow. this. Really, nothing. <laughs>
2: just, can we get a correspondent? Like, oh my God. Somebody's listening to this. Like, I'm
0: going yeah. I'm I'm to gonna try to put a charity golf tournament together this summer. Do you think there's a chance I can get Harry to For come? sure.
1: He'll play. Yeah. No security. Just... Like, if
0: he's doing the NHL circuit, how yeah. hard could it be?
2: Come on. Let's get him on the show. I'm sure he'll come in. I mean, it's awesome for him to go to see the Canucks play. Like, they are great. Yeah,
1: good. They they won. That's nice. Barely. They yeah. beat them
2: 3 1. That's barely beating Had a, like, a Shark goal disallowed and yeah. a couple of breaks, but hey. Yeah. Can't all be Monets. Did you see? Uh, this is a very inside hockey thing. I think Kipper will not care, but did you see that the Canucks' matte black helmets? I was actually hoping you would bring this up so we could test Kipper's reaction. Yeah.
1: Did you see the paint on their helmets I was did. flat I and not
2: glossy? Yeah. Could you
0: believe it? It looked awesome. I love that look. Really? Yeah. I are, think it looks are, way better. Better than the shiny, yes. like uh, two tone golden uh, knights I like, helmets. I actually like when the I like when the
2: Kings wear those silver buckets. I like the gold buckets. I like those. But I think you, the matte black look good too. You know the conversation
0: we never had mm. over two games in Sweden. Oh my was oh, the, the blue, blue helmets the white jersey. to the white jerseys. Yeah. Can you believe I'm the one that's bringing it oh, I'm up? I'm
1: excited about it. Let's I talk about it. I thought it looked it. great, but I some thought people hated it. It, it looked I like it.
0: the equipment manager forgot the home <laughs> helmets and this is what we have to do to make up for it. I thought it looked you didn't like so not a natural. No. Yeah, look good.
2: You like it? 10 out of 10 loved it. Oh, really? Yeah, I loved it. There's a a hot button issue. I got a lot of text, and uh, it was hot conversation in the dressing room last night. People were invested in the blue buckets.
1: I don't know how this, you know, we we send people to the GM meetings every year, and it never came up, I don't think, or I just didn't read the information, that the GMs approve that you can wear any color helmet, one of your, that matches your scheme, with any jersey. So we could see some other. We could see the white helmet with the blue jersey. Did you guys... It won't. But yeah, did you, could, in
0: theory, did you guys see that that pro hockey game where the team forgot their jerseys, yes. so they wore the team's practice it jersey? It's
1: an ECHL one? So they had to wear the that's team's-
0: the feeling I got when I saw the blue helmets that they were just piecing everything together.
1: I can't
2: imagine the moment when the equipment manager
1: oh was pulling the stuff God. off
2: the bus and went, "Oh, the Toledo Walleyes, awesome team name." The <laughs> Walleyes is, is, is a really is. good it's team very name, good. but yeah, that's. That must have been a so, low career point. I'm, I'll be really interested to see because on Friday, they're Friday, Saturday, they'll be home. They'll be away again. And neither of the teams they're playing against have blue helmets. So I wonder if they'll go back to the blue helmet look. I or, think was it was like just a, a Sweden they were you fighting, mentioned? They are fighting themselves in Sweden. They are trying something different.
0: And then they could come back to North America. <laughs> I don't know. I can't wait just to find out, wearing, Sammy. Okay. I can't wait. How many this. more sleeps do I have until I find <laughs> out?
2: Too many, <laughs> way too many, man. Yeah. It's Tuesday. They play on Friday. Morning. Uh, <laughs> okay,
1: there's no games two of the three nights.
0: Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh my god. Uh, John Davidson, we're not ready to win yet. Obviously. <laughs> Does he mean this week? Right? I could have told you that. Yeah. <laughs> he says no rash moves and no white flags. Okay, I haven't got a clue. What that means to Columbus Blue Jacket fans.
2: That was like four different messages within one statement. No white flags. Like if they surrendered to but me. They're not, but they're not ready to win. But there's no what. Like I'm confused but, on your message. But
1: also, surrendering
2: is doing nothing, right?
1: Like a, it would be more in pursuit of winning if you made changes and did something to me.
0: So what we're hearing is more of the same. You yeah. can expect
1: a 50 point. Good row season, and a lot of losses.
2: Would you like to hear Patrick Liney talking about being a healthy scratch? Yes, I, I th- would. Uh, Derek, if we could have that clip there, buddy. Did I put it in there? I think I did. Maybe not. Anyways, um, he was talking about how embarrassing it was. Yeah. Yeah, he was saying that it was really embarrassing. I and- believe he said the
0: most embarrassing part of his career up to this point or something. If I was half a dozen teams right now, I'd be trying to buy low on, line on Patrick Liney yep love that goal. so what is his co- what's his contract? He's got three more years maybe at eight and a half i'm gonna have this in just a moment. He has this
1: season and two more at eight point seven you're right
0: eight point seven can I get them down to six
2: eight point seven
0: can I get them to six and a half dude scored forty thought, and forty four goals as a twenty one year old
1: yeah what do you want to get it down to, Gibby?
0: Six and a half.
2: Mm. Someone who can right? do some scoring.
0: What's Brock Besser at? I saw... He's at, uh, he's at six,
2: isn't he? So... Yeah, you put him with the right center, and that looks like the greatest trade you've ever made.
1: I saw one of hockey's, like, premier skills coaches, Daryl Belfry, doing a breakdown on line A, and he basically was just saying that the guy has added no pieces to his game since he came in the league. He came in as a big guy with a long stick who shoots it hard, like Ovechkin from that spot, and that's still what he does. You know, no second dimension, no tricks. Mm -hmm. He just hasn't evolved, you know, whether it's release or passing or whatever. He's just been the same guy. So, you know, I don't think a 30-goal score is what you want, but that's been his pace the last couple years. If you believe he could be better than that, then, yeah, maybe someone will try to snap him up.
0: We think we're getting closer on Patrick Kane.
2: Yeah, Sir Valley was tweeting about it a little bit today when he wasn't, Tweeting with Tim Peel, but um. yeah, that was a, <laughs> a firestorm. Let me oh, tell you something. Treat about your book today, Sir Valley. Yes, thank you for yeah. that. I really appreciate a little but, plug for um, Down and Back by me. But he was he was linking the cane pretty hard to the uh, to
0: the Panthers, which
2: Meow. I absolutely hate and love that fit. They are like it's a perfect fit. They
0: are me. up against the cap though, so I. It all depends. Like, what do we envision Patrick Kane doing? Signing a three-year deal at six Three million years? Is I, anyone giving him more than the rest of this I year? I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know. I don't know where where he feels like he is mentally and physically, or where other teams envision him being mentally and physically. Like, if he's if he's healthy, guys, he's he's a nice piece to add. I know it didn't go well in New York, and yeah. I went. I highly advised him not mm-hmm. to go His and hips weren't. shut it down, yeah. get yourself healthy. But he's gotten there in a different way. But i got to think he's still really good.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was probably an element they were lacking last year, Is it like
2: an offensive piece, like something like uh, that. You can create something out of nothing. It's a it's sort of a bet-in-yourself thing here. Like if, you, if he signed, for example, a one-year, I don't know how much money it would take to get him, But a lower AAV, he goes to the Panthers. They're already an excellent team. He goes there, he lights it up, and he plays really well. Then he sets himself up for a multi-year thing after it. But the opposite side of that is he goes there, he's no good. He gets no money. Yeah. So it's weighing, betting on yourself, or taking some long-term security. It'd be a
0: tough one for him. Yep.
1: I I do see the fit, though.
0: And I I wish Buffalo was a little better and looked a little closer, because I think that that would have been a fun place i think for him to work with some of those younger talented this kids is what
1: sucks about starting the year poorly is your team doesn't get the chance to get better they're usually not, you get great
0: players and people a way be in out of it though the same no as. but they're three points tage, back in the last place tage, tage thompson breaking a, a hand huge blow hurts them yeah yep. for sure and you mentioned it uh like well, our boy mark specter uh and and tim Peel going at it on uh Social media. Ooh, that was a uh, quite an exchange today. Okay, let me tell you about the media, Uh-oh. okay? <laughs> they compete against each other for stories. Yeah. But they drink together, and they love each other, and they defend each other. Yeah. Which yeah. I like.
1: It's, a, it's its own team in a way.
2: Yeah. Boy. Sometimes you just want to log off for the boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: sometimes it's the best answer
0: yeah. we're out of here our thanks to the very handsome Henrik Lundqvist oh. you're second <laughs> thanks pal oh, I'm man. third Sammy's last <laughs> we're back tomorrow I'll, thanks to Justin Williams as well